We're so glad you've tuned into Soul Talks. We're Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors of psychology and spiritual directors. We want to help you thrive with Jesus in life and leadership. Your ministry is urgently needed by the people around you, but if it depletes your soul, it'll hurt you and the people you love. Our unique spiritual psychology helps you to cultivate intimacy with Jesus, emotionally healthy relationships, and fruitful ministry. We appreciate you supporting this podcast. You can donate online at soulshepherding.org. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name, for the Lord is good and his love Love endures endures forever. forever. Well, happy Thanksgiving. We want to help you and join you in entering his gates with thanksgiving today as we talk about unexpected blessings, noticing those and giving thanks. It's not always easy, though, to give thanks. Sometimes in certain seasons of our life, it can be difficult to enter his gates with thanksgiving. We all have uh, difficulties and trials that blow into our lives, like these extreme winds that we've had here in California that have brought fires, and that's so so difficult. Uh, the whole old town, paradise, just pretty much burned up, and so just a lot of people, our hearts just prayers go out to those people, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, all of us in, in different ways. We experience challenges in our lives, unwanted circumstances, and uh, how do we find the goodness of the Lord in that? And are there really unexpected blessings in in tragedy and in betrayals and in conflict and in health crises? And uh, well, there are. And so we're going to be talking about that today. We're grateful for a letter we got from Shelley. Uh, she's a woman and ministry leader who's uh, been attending a church where she didn't feel respected as a woman and was appreciating our podcast and our blog on women's role in church leadership. And she said that when um, her church had some leadership troubles, she saw that the issue of women in ministry was bigger than her feelings. Mm -hmm. And that there were other women who were experiencing what she was experiencing and that the lack of having women in, uh, on, on the staff and with a position of leadership in the church or even on the elder board, that this was uh, she was concerned about this. So she talked to an elder about it, and unfortunately, he uh, is not someone that listens to soul talks and is not very good with uh, empathy, and I'm sure he's a good, good man, me- means well, and uh, s- serving the Lord, but he he sort of just quoted a Bible verse and, and shut her down, which was hurtful for her. She said, though, that later some young women in the church asked her to lead them in a small group Bible study. Uh, just looking at this whole issue, what, what does the scripture teach about women in leadership? And she was appreciating our article and helping her with that. And she said that all six of them said that they virtually had no voice in the church as women. Uh, some of these were actually uh, involved uh, as in administrative positions in the church. And she said, it just broke my heart to see this. And so she said to us, thank you for speaking up on how some traditional churches have neglected or belittled the leadership role that women play. And she uh, was so encouraged by by our podcast and our blog that she uh, sent it out to 20 people uh, on her uh, friend list who she said that needed it and really grateful to how the Lord has been meeting her in this situation. And she would say that she's found some unexpected blessings in a very difficult situation. 
Yeah, and I would say we've found some unexpected blessings in the difficulty of broaching this subject too, Bill. It hasn't been easy, and certainly there's been um, disappointments and hard people disagreeing with us, and you know, letting us know that. And and but you've really entered into this experience with women, and as they've responded, I mean, you've been hearing them share their stories. And I think there's been an unexpected blessing for many people. And so we appreciate hearing from you each when you take time to contact us. It, it's, it's so helpful to hear from you. It enables us to pray for you and to be more in tune with your hearts and your lives. Yeah. So unexpected blessings. What does that mean to you, Christy? Yeah, I think it means looking for the, the movements of God, His goodness, His presence, His, his gifts of you know, goodwill for me and and people that I'm in relationship with in times when we're not really expecting it. There's times when it's easy to see God's goodness everywhere, and then there's times when it's not. I'm thinking back, Bill, to a time when I was in a dark night of the soul, and I wasn't feeling close to God. I, I couldn't sense His blessing. I couldn't sense His presence. I was I was having a hard time feeling grateful. I was having a hard time entering his gates with thanksgiving, his course of praise. And I was also at a time when I was disconnected from you, too, and I wasn't feeling close to you. I wasn't um, even really at a time where I was able to give much thanks even for you or to you. I was at a point where I was maybe focused too much on being critical of you or what I wasn't getting from you that I wanted and the blessings that weren't coming that I was looking for and wanting. And so in this time... I remember being at church, which is an important thing to do when you're in a dark night, is to continue to go to church and be in fellowship and put yourself in positions where you can experience God and where mm-hmm. you can take heart from other people who are in a different season than you and can remind you that you've tasted of God's goodness and it's still there. And so I did that, and one of the, there was a hand out there that just had some some disciplines you might practice with. This was someone who was partnering with you under your spiritual formation ministry. And one of the exercises on her handout was to go through the alphabet, giving thanks to God for something that starts with each letter of the alphabet. And so I took that as a challenge in this season where I was having trouble being thankful and I was having trouble trusting God's goodness. And I entered into that as a discipline and I found some unexpected blessings there, many of them. it took me a while sometimes to find, you know, something I was thankful for that started with some of those harder letters like Q and Z and Y, but um, they were they were there. I was able to do it, and that was helpful. That it was like unpacking some some treasures that I didn't know were there, and then it, because it was so helpful to me, I remember you and I were on a date not long after that, and I, there again it was this time where I wasn't feeling connected to you. I was feeling critical of you. I was aware of all the things that weren't feeling good between us, just like I was feeling all the weird things weren't feeling good between God and I. And I was desperate to, to feel better and to connect with you and with God. And so I remembered probably the Holy Spirit drew my mind to that exercise. And I asked you, will you do that with me? How about if we take every other letter going through the alphabet and each, you know, say something we're thankful for? And we did. And it brought about that the gates opened and everything changed for me. And I, I felt close to you again. I felt close to God again. And it didn't end my dark night. It, you know, it, it just, I got, I got some relief there for a, a period of time. But 
that was an example of an unexpected blessing, an ability to be able to give thanks and enter his gates with thanksgiving in a season where I wasn't able to do that. And you really took heart from this friend and her exercise of giving thanks using the, the first letter uh, of each letter in the alphabet mm-hmm. to prompt that. And you followed that example. You were inspired by that and leaned into that. And so that really helped you to open up your your perspective, open up your heart to God and experience a bit of consolation in a dark season. Mm-hmm. Very much. So what led you to this phrase as you were praying about what the Lord would have us talk about on Soul Talks this week? You came up with this this Unexpected theme. blessings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? What? Brought, how'd the Lord draw your attention to that? Well, you know, one thing is just this: the subject of gratitude has been heavily researched. We have a whole school of psychology now mm-hmm. called positive psychology, and a fairly new school of psychology, but it's based on a lot of uh, solid scientific research on the benefits of things like gratitude. And they're not looking at it from a biblical perspective or even a Christian perspective or even really looking to God. But uh, common grace is everywhere, and God's wisdom is everywhere, whether he's named or not. And so yeah, we, we found that grateful people are happier, they're less stressed, they're, they're more social, with healthier relationships, they're more purposeful, they sleep better, they have fewer health complaints, they have an increased um, financial well-being, and they're more altruistic, more generous in giving. And I think that at the base of all that, though it's not often named outside of a spiritual context, is there's a connection to God. Like the Psalm says in Psalm 100 that you quoted at the outset, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. When we are are grateful, we're implicitly turning to God, the giver of all good gifts. And so... uh, Thankfulness is is good for the soul, it's good for our relationships, and really your your story illustrates that, Christy, because you, in that time, that season, where you were not feeling close to God generally, and it was a time of discouragement and questions and unanswered prayers and uh, knocking on knocking on doors, looking for the Lord but not not finding Him, and so forth. That was also in other situations in your life, like in your relationship with me at times. And that's the way that tends to work, that mm-hmm. when, we're, when we're closed in emotionally and in our hearts and there's, there's a, a darkness there and a discouragement there, it can affect our, our, everywhere we go and all of our relationships, including with the Lord. So just the subject of gratitude, I think, is so important. And when I uh, really think about this and practice this, what I've found is that What's so important is that the teaching of the scriptures, it's repeated so many times, but it's uh, rejoicing in our trials, giving thanks in all circumstances. And so I got the vision quite a a while ago, a number of years ago, that I wanted to be the kind of person that would be grateful to God, even in difficulties, because it's like, so not my nature. Uh, And so that's been a... uh, a path of growth for me for a number of years. And I've seen the fruits of that mm-hmm. as I have, have trained in that, uh, studying the scriptures and practicing various spiritual disciplines, things like praying the apprentice prayer that's in my book and just going over and over with this idea that my happiness and sense of blessing is not 
tied to my circumstances. It doesn't have to be. It's, re- it's really in the Lord. And in any situation, I can be blessed and uh, thriving because I'm in the school of discipleship with Jesus. I'm in his easy yoke. And uh, God is uh, shaping me and forming me. God is present. And uh, it's a matter of where do I shift my, my thoughts and my feelings. Well, and it's been a great blessing for me, you living this and, and growing in this too, because it's it's been a great inspiration and model to me, but also it's increased my joy and my gratitude as, as you have learned to be more thankful and express your thanks to God. And it's a part of the Easy Yoke book, even the the whole book is come out and burst out of Jesus's prayer in Matthew 11, where here he is in the midst of... Um, pronouncing curses upon these cities that have rejected him. Mm -hmm. And abruptly he breaks into prayer and he starts that prayer. Thank you, Lord. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth. And then this example of, from Jesus's life, constantly of giving thanks to his father, Jesus gave thanks. And so, yes, I think the psychological research is encouraging and positive psychology is on to God's truth here. All truth being God's truth. But, you know, Jesus' life is a compelling example of this, too. And then you taking heart from that. I remember when you had your surgery four years ago and you experienced excruciating nerve damage in your hand from the IV being you know, put in your hand and hitting a nerve. And just um, seeing you in such stunning, horrific pain, uh, we were on our way to our nephew's graduation and you reached back to get something from the back seat of the car and you just let out the most painful scream I think I've ever heard in my life and just saw your whole body jump and writhe. And um, I remember how, you know, the the pain in your nerve there would spread and tingle throughout your whole body and kind of give you this, you know, charge and of pain through, that would spread. And um, I remember just feeling so much empathy and concern for you and your response was to give thanks to Jesus for how much he suffered for you on the cross. And that really helped you in the pain. It seemed to be a tangible blessing to you, an unexpected blessing to you in the pain. In Philippians 3, Paul calls this the fellowship of Christ's sufferings. And that's been a real important lesson for me to practice and it's been super helpful yeah, it it really is a way of transforming a, a bitter or despairing experience is to just think about Jesus and let the Gospels, the pages of the Gospels, let them just, you know, run through your mind and think about his life and his experiences and begin to think about how has Jesus experienced something like this and done that out of love for me. And see, that takes me into gratitude and it takes me into a connection with Jesus. And that helps me me bear the burden and it helps me to adjust my attitude that I'm not just in this uh, nerve pain situation or I'm not just in this circumstance in my life that's unfair and hurtful. Uh, I'm in the kingdom of God and that's, that's a larger, lovely place. And uh, I can be drawing my strength from there. And of course, it really helps if we're already uh, praising God and resting in the easy yoke of Jesus before the trial hits. <laughs> See? Because once the trial hits, pretty much what's going to happen is whatever is in our body is going to come out. Yeah. And so if, if we've done some, some pre-work that's formed us and shaped us by the grace of God, then some of that can come out. See, 
but yeah, the trials show us where we're at and what we need to learn. And then that becomes an opportunity for more, more schooling and to really take to heart how in the apprentice prayer we say, you know, my life is your school of discipleship for teaching me. And that, that's the best thing, that I get to be with Jesus and become like him. And nobody can take that away from me, uh, that they can, they can criticize me or oppose me or mistreat me, uh, even kill me. Uh, but nobody can take the life of my soul in God away. And that's eternal. And that's uh, a, a river of living water flowing with love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. That's the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Jesus in me and through me. So... Yeah, you know, I think that it's important to say for our listeners, Christy, that is, is you're affirming my growth in gratitude and joyfulness, that part of what helps me live that way is that uh, oftentimes I don't feel that way <laughs> and, or I don't uh, practice it in, in a particular moment uh, as well as I would like. And so I have times where I'm discouraged or worried or sad and I process with friends, especially you, and you listen to me and you give me empathy. And that's an important way into a grateful life. And the Psalms of Lament are very powerful in showing us this. It's really, I think, about the best gratitude teachers we could find is David and the sons of Korah and Asaph and the others that give us these Psalms of Lament in which they're, they're going through trials, difficulties, injustices, uh, times of the dark night of the soul or dealing with their own sin or somebody's sin against them. And things are looking bleak and they show us how, how to talk to God at times like that. And these are emotionally honest prayers. It's really important that you're saying that because we're not talking about a denial of pain. We're not talking about not feeling the feelings of pain. Uh, we're We're talking about feeling those and even expressing those safe people in safe place that could be ambassadors of Christ and empathize with you, but moving through to being able to, to be open to and receive God's unexpected blessings, even in the pain and to give thanks to him in that. I'm thinking of, um, Corey Tim Boom talking about the fleas mm. in the concentration camp and being so upset about it, and she and Corey have been studying this Bible that God miraculously provided for them in the concentration camp that they shouldn't have been able to have or mm-hmm. keep, but God, you really see the Lord's intervention there. And they'd been studying the giving thanks in all circumstances. And Corey's like, I can't thank God for the thieves, the fleas. <laughs> and then later they found out that because their barracks were so infested with fleas, it actually kept um, the the soldiers and the incredibly mean, cruel woman who was in charge of, of these women out from entering. And it actually provided for them to be able to keep that Bible and not have it discovered and some of those things. And so she found the unexpected blessing in the fleas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's the way God works and uh, hid, hidden secret ways that become manifest. So you this week... Or with some pastors, you and working with some pastors who have been going through really painful, difficult times in in their ministry. Yeah, well, you know, as therapists, we're in, in the pool of pain with people. People talk with us because they're they're hurting or struggling with something, and or even those who come to us for spiritual mentoring and growth, or they're seeking to work something through or connect with God in a deeper way, and, and struggling with that, and so. Uh, one of the, one of the things that uh, has just sort of turned up in our ministry is helping pastors who 
have are in uh, conflict with another pastor or with their elder board or they've gotten uh, terminated at, at their church uh, wrongfully terminated and so situations like this I've been finding myself in and I spent uh, 10 hours of uh, intensive work with a pastor last week in this situation and uh, another pastor I've been working with in a situation like this and yeah they would they would both have this testimony that uh, they while they've gone through something very difficult and painful and they're in process with that and there's there's anger over the injustice there's there's hurt there's lots of grief over over losses and there's feelings of uh, inadequacy and self-doubt and shame that come along when you've been mistreated and so there are many aspects of this that are difficult and regretful and they wish they weren't in this situation and yet at the same time they have found that the Lord is meeting them in this and, and working all things together for good because they love him and they're following his purposes for their life including being in a counseling process going through our Soul Shepherding Institute and so it becomes a, a, a spur for, for great learning and really becoming a wounded healer. And now this, this, the, the difficulties that we go through in our life, whatever they are, a health challenge, it just becomes a part of our story that we can offer to other people. And it becomes a part of uh, God's workshop for our soul, for us to grow in grace. And we become, if we respond with in this way of the psalmist of emotional honesty and, and we get help in community, then we become better lovers of people, more patient and more kind, have better empathy and more compassion. And we're journeying with Jesus in, in a, a very powerful way, this fellowship of Christ's sufferings. And while outwardly we're wasting away and there's injustice and people will go, you know, poor him, poor her, look what they're going through. But inwardly we're being renewed and we're being drawn into this deeper life with Christ. And there's, there's powerful blessings that are forever. They're coming into our soul and through us to other people. Lord, we thank you that you are at work blessing us even in areas where we don't expect it and we're not lucky for it. And we ask that you would tune our hearts to be open to those blessings. Tune our eyes to see those unexpected blessings. Lord, we ask that your spirit would quicken us to be quick to give thanks to you and to be aware of ways that we're missing your goodness manifest to us, and to be responsive, growing, to be people of greater gratitude and praise to you. By your power we pray, in Jesus' name, amen. Did you know that every day thousands of people access Soul Shepherding resources? There's a treasure trove of free content on soulshepherding.org to help you thrive with Jesus in life and leadership. We also sell some books and booklets for soul care, devotions, and small group curriculum. A great place to start is our book, Your Best Life in Jesus' Easy Yoke. It will help you and your friends to overcome stress and anxiety and live in the peace and grace of Christ.